Hey friend, Micah McCurry here. Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. As we begin, I need you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Mark chapter number four. As you do that, I'm going to tell you about a gospel tract. We've got much to cover today, and so we're going to jump right into this. This is a gospel tract I carry with me often. It's called Overwhelmed. This gospel tract right here was the first gospel tract that I ever wrote. And to God be the glory, we've printed out by millions now. They've gone all over the world in numerous continents. But I'd love for you to use this gospel tract, not because I wrote it, but because I believe it still speaks to a need of our day. People are overwhelmed. One of my favorite stories in recent days of someone using this gospel tract, uh, Matt Pearson. We may have met him on the broadcast a week or so ago if you were listening in. He handles what we call partner connection calls. He connects with our partners, people like you that use our gospel tracts. There's a gentleman, I believe he lives in New York, but don't quote me on that, but it doesn't matter for the story. He, a true story, he was telling Matt that he drives for Uber. He drives just about all day, every day. That's how he makes his living. And he likes to carry gospel tracks. And he actually stuffs them up in the visor of his vehicle. And when someone, before someone gets out, he hands them a gospel tract. Well, he was on a streak, a bad streak, a streak that irritated him. He had missed five, six, seven, eight people in a row, hadn't given them a gospel track. Just different circumstances, he got distracted, a new a, a driving job was coming in, or they were on the phone getting out, he didn't, he didn't want to distract them. He just missed it. He was, he was ticked at himself. He's like, this is part of my ministry, really. This is part of my lifestyle. I want to evangelize these people. I want to hand them a gospel track. And he was missing it. Five, six, seven, eight people. And the lady gets in. One of the last jobs of the day for him. One of the last driving appointments I believe he had that day. And the lady was teary-eyed. She was on the phone. And as I recall, it was told to me by Matt, she used this word, overwhelmed. Talking to the other person on the other end of the line. I'm overwhelmed. I'm dealing with some things. I'm, I'm not doing well. And you know what? Before she got out of that vehicle, he grabbed a tract out of that uh, visor up there. And lo and behold, it was actually the last tract he had. If he had given that tract to anyone else, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to give it to this lady. The Lord works some of those things out often for his children. He handed it to her. And what did it say? Overwhelmed. That's what it says right across the front cover. And it floored her. It staggered her. It's amazing what God will do when we are just obedient. I'm so thankful for people like this man uh, being so evangelistic with their daily lives. It's an inspiration. It's conviction to me to do more. Remember, you can get a gospel track like Overwhelmed on our website for, you guessed it, free at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. You can order your very own copies of this gospel track and put them out all around you. There are hurting people everywhere. And we have the responsibility and opportunity to reach them with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we're in the book of Mark, chapter number 4. The book of Mark, chapter number 4, and we're going to look at verse number 34. We're going to zoom in on this topic, the fact that Jesus loved 
his disciples. Now, of course, we know that. We know he loves everyone. But look at verse number 34, Mark 4. We're going to, Lord being my help, we're going to finish Mark chapter 4 by the end of this week. But look at verse number 34. But without a parable spake he, speaking of Jesus, spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Now, remember, Jesus has had a long day. He's been speaking. He's been talking to thousands, potentially, of people. Uh, parables, stories, earthly stories with a heavenly meaning. And, but these parables could be a little murky, a little cloudy, a little difficult to figure out. And the crowds would dissipate. They would, they would have something to think about. They'd take that kernel of truth that they'd been given by way of parable, and they'd go home. But his disciples stayed with them. They were his merry band, traveled along with them. And when they were alone, Jesus had time for his disciples. We know he loves everyone, and we know he loved his followers, but I believe he had a special place in his heart for his disciples, those closest followers. And he had given everyone else everything that he had emotionally, and, and he'd give them energy, and just he had it, it kind of laid open himself to these crowds, these throngs of people, but he still mustered up just enough for those disciples. Has it ever occurred to you that he, speaking of the God of the universe, that he will always have time for those that want his time. What a glorious thought that he can commune with each and every one of us. He is omnipresent and all-powerful, omnipotent. He can talk to you while he's talking to me. If I want his time, he will give it to me. Remember Mark chapter number 10, verse number 13 and they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Jesus loves the little children, right? All the children of the world. And he, get this, loves you. If I'm honest with myself, I can be, and I am, pretty unlovable. Somehow, I uh, tricked my wife into marrying me. She would maybe say it nicer than that, that she chose me, and, and we were a happy couple. Can you believe 10 years we've been married? Uh, June, June 1st was our 10th anniversary. Praise the Lord. We're excited. We're excited what the Lord has for the future, but we look back. We're blessed in the last 10 years, but honestly... I look at myself in the mirror and I think, why would she marry a knucklehead like me? And in truth, she doesn't even know how bad I really am. But God does. And God knows you. God knows the deepest, darkest recesses of our hearts. And yet he still loves us and wants to. It's, it's amazing. There's a lot of people I love. But... I know love is often spelled T-I-M-E. Love is spelled with time. That's how you give your love. There are some people I love, but you think, mm, do I want to spend all day with them? Well, you know what the Lord would do if you wanted to spend all if you wanted to spend all day with him? He'd give you all day today 
and all day tomorrow. Now I realize uh, maybe I'm being a little too transparent. Maybe I'm being a little too real. Maybe you just love everybody and you just want to spend time with everyone. If you're that kind of person, you're one of those effervescent personalities where you are just the life of the party. You're bubbly. Everyone loves you all the time. Well, friend, that's not me. I'm surprised I've got friends. But you know what? I'm glad I've got the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Earthly friends may prove untrue, but Jesus never fails. Jesus then, in verse number 35, we're continuing on, we're progressing. Verse number 35, he gives the direction. Verse number 35, in the same day when the even was come, that's how when it says the same day, that's how we know it was the same day when he's given all these parables. When the even was come, it's light nighttime, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. You realize God never guides where he can't provide. He knew the storm was coming. And yet he still told them. He didn't tell them to, we're going to walk around the lake this, today. We're going to, the lake, the Sea of Galilee, we're going to go the long way around. And they ask him why. And he says, well, there's a storm coming. You don't want to be in the middle of that, do you? No, no. He lets them go through it, this test of faith. And he allows it. Psalm 25 and verse number 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Don't get so cut up, friend, in your situation and think that Christ doesn't know what's going on. He brought you to this place. He for sure can provide for you in this place. If you've truly wrapped your mind, your, your, your head around the fact that Jesus knows where, he, where you are because he's led you to where you are, I think it would change the way we trust him. But let's back up for a moment. Maybe you're thinking what I'm thinking. Maybe you'd say, well, where I am is a product, a mistake of my own doing. God didn't choose for me to be here. I chose to be here. I actually ignored where God wanted me to be. I'm reminded, I've mentioned it many times, but I'm reminded of Naomi and her family. Two daughters-in-law left, Ruth and Orpah, they were in Moab, where they were not supposed to be. God had not led them there. Elimelech, her husband, he died in that land, in Moab, but he had led them there to escape a famine, a drought, in Bethlehem. It was a mistake. God's people don't go to Moab, and yet this family did. And yet, in those Moab moments... Around the bend, at the end of the book of Ruth, we see the Obed opportunities. Who was Obed? Well, he was a grandson. He was a little boy that Naomi got to, that was her joy at the end of her life. Ruth, a Moabitess, married Boaz, and they had a little boy. Can I tell you, they chose to go to Moab, but God's, God still had a plan for them. His plan didn't really begin to show its full effect until, though, they left Moab. Let me tell you, friend, you'd be very wise to follow his direction. If you're living where, in where you would consider Moab right now, or maybe, maybe you are in a storm of life and you know God didn't lead you there, you made the choice. Did you know 
that you can still call for his help. What I said still counts as true. There may be difficulties. I'm not saying that sin doesn't still leave scars. Absolutely, sin hurts. There's pleasure in sin for a season, and then it hurts. But can I tell you, he is, one of his names is the balm of Gilead. He can still carry you through. Go to him. Ask for his time. I'm so thankful, truly. I'm, I'm just thinking and reflecting on the fact that there's so many of you listening right now. I hope what we talked about today has been a help. But I hope as well that you'll continue listening in to Bible Tract Echoes. My prayer, as always, is that you'd have a great day for his glory. We're going to plan on continuing. We've got two more days to finish the book of Mark, chapter number four. Stick around. We'll see if we can do it together. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.